We have made it, ladies and gentlemen. We have reached the end of season one. What now, you might ask? Well, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe a zombie apocalypse, but this is not the time to worry about that. So to end this season, I've got one of my best friends from college that's been by my side since the early days of freshman year. He's a great guy that's also spent the last year working on a guitar pedal with me for Capstone. I hope you enjoy because, you know, it's really great to enjoy things. So here you go and thank you for coming on this journey with me. Entity Portillo. Dude, did I pronounce that wrong? No, it's Portillo, right? <laughs> you can say Portillo, it's fine. Okay, there we I'm go. Embracing, I'm embracing yeah. <laughs> the Spanish right now, you know what I'm saying? Dude, awesome. Okay. Uh, Entity Portillo, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Jack. Thank you very much. Dude, it's my pleasure. This is the season finale. I thought I thought we'd have a guest worthy of, of that episode. Wow. So. <laughs> I'm honored, man. I'm honored. I get to finish it all off. Dude, absolutely. You know, I couldn't think of anyone better to be here. You're in my capstone group too, so now you have a part in both of my senior projects. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, it's it's working out. It's um how are you feeling about graduating in a month? Is it kinda surreal or have you been just waiting for this for a while? <laughs> Graduate on it feels so weird because Sometimes, like, I don't feel like I know enough, but when you look back and put yourself in the shoes of, like, how you felt your freshman year, like, you know so much. Right. Like, you don't yeah. even realize it. Yeah, it, no, absolutely. I think that that's so interesting, but honestly, I'm still kind of scared to graduate. I'm not going to lie, because hunting for a job, man, it's, it's going to be something else, man. No, definitely. Are you going uh, straight into the master's program or no? I know you were thinking about that for a little bit, but so, are you still thinking that? I'm planning on right right now. I'm planning on like um, looking for a job and I'm right. trying to find a job. But if I don't find a job, it's like, okay, because I'm still going to school anyways. Right. right. So I, I kind of wanted to take like a couple classes while working as well, because I, I think I could handle it. I don't think it should right. be too hard. But we'll we'll see if I find a job, man. If not, I'm I'm cool and I'm still at the restaurant right now, you know. Right, right. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like right now is is pretty tough in general, like cuz thankfully COVID's just about over, but still I feel like hiring is a little is a little different than it would have been, let's say like 2 years ago. So it it's good you kind of you you're able like if you don't get one yet it really doesn't affect you that much because still in school and still have another job so you're in a prime position right now that's for sure yeah, thank you thank you no problem so yeah i've been looking a little bit at jobs but you know dude school's so busy i was just like you know let me ride these final waves and then that i'll uh come to that dragon to slay when when it comes for me <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Sometimes it can be a little overwhelming with all the school and then having to find a job. So, like, sometimes just focusing on one thing is just way better. Right. Especially I with school, like, with all our projects that we're getting like, yeah. right now, like, everything's kind of just, like, slamming us right now. No, absolutely, for sure. But it's crazy. I don't know if you've talked to any kids like this, but, like, a couple months ago, there was a couple kids, like, in our major that had already sent out, like, 50 job applications. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I sent out like two back in like October. I haven't sent out any since just because I've been busy with other stuff. But it's kind of wild seeing that some people have already like just 
dude 50 jobs is a lot of jobs <laughs> yeah you know it's crazy too though yeah i um so there was like a story that i heard like recently when i was going to class yeah. um on wednesday there's this i i forget his name but he, uh this kid was saying how um he went to an interview with like full-on dressed in a suit right yeah and um the guy that, that was interviewing him, apparently he kept saying, oh, like, I don't like your hair. And he kept, like, commenting on his hair and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, and, wow. Like, I, I just think that's a, little, that's a little weird for me. And he was saying that, like, he kept reinforcing the fact that he was wearing a suit. And yeah. some guy that um, came from MIT that was interviewing for the same position showed up in, like, sweats, apparently. And they yeah. gave him the job on the spot. <laughs> I just oh think that's gosh, crazy. Wow. That's just, I know, that's yeah. just, that's crazy. No, no, that that's insane. What was the guy saying about the hair? Was was you, the you kid's just, hair not washed or something? Like, or... I, I have no idea. It maybe it was it was long apparently. So, oh okay. But like, I don't see I don't see an issue with that, but it's I don't know. Right? Yeah, yeah. I know it, it's kind of interesting. Like, there's there's not rules against like hiring certain people, but people definitely kind of perceive people in a certain way which definitely makes a difference like uh i i feel like we're getting into a more kind of progressive era a little bit where i feel like people have like finger tattoos and stuff i feel like pretty soon employers won't really care but i feel like we're still kind of in the place where they probably would a little bit <laughs> yeah we're kind of like in the middle right now it's a little iffy yeah yeah so it just kind of shows you how like how brutal the you know finding a job can actually be yeah <laughs> exactly like taste you know yeah yeah because they're not only like judging your experience they're also judging you as a person which which makes sense because anyone that's had a bad boss knows how much difference the boss like the actual person makes so it that's makes true. sense when they're trying to hire someone they want to hire someone they think will fit and stuff but uh yeah, talking about tattoos though, I was watching you know how like there's those like snap stories, like the wicked like produced ones on like the explore page or whatever. Yeah. Like uh there was one where they were interviewing like a ton of uh tattoo artists and they were basically asking them about like what their feelings were on like kinda neck and face tattoos as well as like kinda finger tattoos and they're like, you know, you really have to earn it. If you're not if like all your arms and legs and chest aren't tattooed, I'm not going to tattoo like your your face, dude, which which kind of makes sense. I never really thought about it like that, but they're kind of making fun of they're like, dude, you know, there's some people that their whole throat and fingers are covered with tattoos, but then they take off their shirt and there's absolutely no tattoos anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> which just kind of kind of wild. I feel feel like this is like the opposite of how it was for like so long. It's uh yeah. Yeah, it is it is pretty bold getting a face tattoo and not having any other tattoos like Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I, I watch ex like videos exactly like that. Oh yeah. On YouTube I find a bunch of videos that's like um artists opinions on like copying tattoos, the quality of tattoos and all that right. stuff. But yeah, no getting a face tat or a hand tat that's kind of bold like it's yeah. a, it, that's a huge commitment because like like you said earlier we're still kind of like in the middle like yeah, rounds yeah. of uh like you know the progressive uh mindset i guess yeah so i don't know like it's you're kind of jeopardizing your future so you kind of 
you got to be like into music or something. Yeah. Go for some creative if you're going to do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, one of the tattoo artists was saying that uh, a kid, a 16-year-old kid came in with his mom to so she could sign the consent form. But the artist was like, I am not giving your 16-year-old son a face tattoo. It's like, this kid doesn't know what he wants to do as a career yet. Like, so much stuff can change by the time he's even, like, 18. And, like, he, he got in, like, an argument with the mother about it. And he was just like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Dude, that's great. Honestly, that is a terrible parent, first yeah. <laughs> of all. That is a terrible parent. But, Honestly. Like, I, I, I love how, um, like, being a tattoo artist, you have the power to like refuse whether you want to do something or not. You know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think that's so important because if they were forced to, and also there's people that really just don't care. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, I'm just going to do it. And that person probably found somebody that was like, yeah, whatever. But yeah. I feel like you would have such a guilty conscience knowing that like you could possibly ruin someone's life at the age of 16. Yeah, honestly. That, that's the thing. I never realized there was such like an ethical part of it. Like I, I, I always felt like it was more on the person getting the tattoo. Like if you make the bad choice, but yeah, there's that other person in there that's actually drawing the tattoo on your body. So yeah, they definitely, <laughs> definitely weighs on their conscience for sure. But um, yeah, they were, there's, it was kind of, kind of insane. Like they'd say too, that some of them don't want to give like, neck and face tattoos but they're like you know i know if if they don't go to us they're gonna go to someone else who doesn't care and will just do it so at least if they go with us we know it'll get done well so like there's some people that are kind of like that like dude if you're gonna make the bad choice one way or another at least i'll do it right for you so it, it's kind of kind of interesting and i don't know if that's just them trying to prove to themselves that it's okay like convince yeah. themselves or if they actually just kind of think, I know what I'm doing. Any guy that's just going to randomly agree to doing a face tattoo probably doesn't know what they're doing as much. So just let me do it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that's a thought process that helps them cope with the idea yeah, yeah. of doing it. I think that's why they say it. But like, yeah, I don't know, man. That's, that's just crazy. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's kind of interesting too. When I was younger, I was like, oh, it would be so cool to be a tattoo artist. But I, I kind of forgot you have to be a good artist <laughs> before you can be a good tattoo artist. Yeah. <laughs> and that honestly is a really cool job because you can travel, yeah. especially if you become like, if you're actually good at what you're like doing, like you become yeah. really popular and you can tattoo anybody anywhere and you can make a living literally anywhere you want. Right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of unreal. Like, there's so many different paths like people can take in life and it's definitely definitely a unique one but i feel like that can definitely be fun for sure <laughs> and uh i know there's so many celebrities these days that are just like absolutely covered like travis barker from blink and then like machine gun kelly like those guys have so many tattoos it's crazy they don't just yeah. have them on their fingers and necks <laughs> Dude, I feel like that's kind of a poser thing a little bit, not to judge anyone too much. <laughs> but I, I feel like that that would be some, like, kind of Instagram or TikTok, like, emo rapper just trying to, like, show that they have clout. They're like, you'd see my fingers are tattooed, so just assume that my upper body's completely tattooed. <laughs> there's no reason I'm wearing long sleeves for every video. Just just assume there's tattoos under there. Yeah, yeah. They, they want the look, but they don't want to spend all that money yet. And, yeah. You know, like you said, they want all the clout. 
They're yeah. not going to com- Actually, they they pretty much committed, bro. They tattooed their their fingers, but Yeah. Did I ever tell you there's there's one guy I know that had like astrological signs tattooed on like on his knuckles and uh basically or on the flat parts of his fingers, I don't know what they're called, but like between your knuckles, I guess. <laughs> and uh whatever the symbols were, it spelled out love. So, I'm like I don't know if this guy just he got that because he want if he, when he gets in fights with people he wants to hit them with the power of love because I, <laughs> I, I I could definitely see that and that's that's kind of genius if if that was his reason but not endorsing getting into fights with people but if you are dude it, it must really hurt to get beat up by the guy that has love tattooed on his fingers <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Jack, you have a very unique mind, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, thank I you. Have, I would have never thought of that, but yeah. that's really funny. Dude, thank you. Yeah, you know, I, I should have asked him if that's what he thought of when he got it or not. But <laughs> it's like I was looking at them. I was like, oh, what are those tattoos? And he's like, you know what those are. It's like, I don't think I do. He was like, it spells a word. And then I squinted for like a solid minute. It's like, oh, it's love. He was like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> That's, that's oh you shouldn't have to squint to see what it means you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah no exactly and uh i've never like been in a tattoo parlor so i don't really know what the vibe is i feel like it would be like kind of like a cooler barber shop though is that kind of um, it's kind of like so when i very first walked in right i was yeah. kind of intimidated like i don't know it's it kind of like reminded me of like a, a doctor's office like the smell or something oh really everything's all sanitized and everything because oh, it has to be really clean and oh fun. yeah for sure but yeah honestly i just kind of like everyone like looking at you well there's like um there's like little rooms that everybody's in but there's like one person that comes out and it's usually yeah. like the host or something like they're per- they're usually like tatted up like completely oh yeah yeah they're actually super nice but like i don't know it's kind of when you're trying to get your first tattoo i guess it's very intimidating but when i um came back the second time i kind of like knew the procedure already and then like I oh was yeah completely fine but and all the tattoo artists they're really cool um where i went i went to timeless ink which is right by like the casino in everett oh okay oh nice nice yeah i i did a lot of research on like my artist because i guess like that's what you're supposed to do before you get a tattoo oh yeah yeah. actually get it so you actually get a good one right but yeah everyone there um is really really good uh everyone's portfolio is out and you get to look at everybody and then you just make an appointment put a down payment and that's pretty much it oh wow wow that's awesome do you feel like they kind of like people more when they've been coming around for multiple tattoos i feel like they probably think oh this young kid just just turned 18 just wants to get a tattoo do you think they have a little bit of kind of like uh like judgment a little on who walks in or are they like pretty chill or in general i'm not talking about that shop in particular but i think like in general um there's because I feel like tattoos are definitely becoming more and more popular. Like they were already popular before, but now like nowadays, yeah. like when you look at somebody on the street, it's more common that they have a tattoo instead of they like, instead of not having a tattoo. Right. That's how, yeah. that's how I see the world now. And like, I'm pretty sure I was talking to the tattoo artist and he said, yeah, like there's a bunch of young people that come in now. Oh, like, wow. He's like not phased by it anymore. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I remember, like, senior year of high school, it's like as soon as it was, like, a girl's birthday, she'd, like, go out and get a tattoo. <laughs> there were at least, like, a few girls like that, so I just, I kind of figured that it was, like, the thing. They probably just see, like, a ton of random 18-year-old girls, like, the day after their birthday, <laughs> just yeah. going in. They usually get, like, really, really tiny ones, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, like like a heart on their ankle or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a huge commitment, but you know, they're still getting tattooed. Um, so actually like when I was, um, so I recently got the vaccine, the COVID vaccine on Wednesday. Oh, nice. And, uh, the nurse that was like, um, we, we ended up talking about tattoos because I had like, uh, like holes in my jeans and she saw my knee tat. Oh yeah. And yeah. she was like, so you're clearly not scared of needles. So I don't need to say anything <laughs> about that. And then I was like, you know what? Like, vaccines are a little different. I still don't like them, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she was like, yeah. But, um, and she, we just started talking about tattoos. And she was like, yeah, they're like a, they're like an addiction. And you, you just can't stop getting them. And yeah. she was like, I blame my mom. She let me get my first one when I was 14. Oh, and I wow. was, like, <laughs> was like, what? Who lets, who lets their kid get a tattoo at the age of 14? They're a freshman in high school. Yeah. Now she's a nurse, so I guess she, oh, well. <laughs> she turned out pretty that. good. She turned out pretty good, but like, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Yeah, you know, maybe the tattoo was of something nurse related. She just really wanted to show the world that it was her passion. She got like a needle or like, you she know, a face her. mask before they were related to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> she predicted COVID. Exactly. But um, yeah, I feel like it's getting a lot more common, but. Like, if you had to go into a surgery and your doctor had a face tattoo, would you be slightly more nervous than if your doctor didn't have a face tattoo? Okay, yeah, I, I'm i pretty sure I would be a little bit more nervous. Yeah. Be, because it's a face tat, though. It takes a unique person to get a face tat. Right. <laughs> like, I, I love tattoos, but I would yeah. never get a face tat. Even if, like, my job, like, didn't it didn't matter, I would not get a face tat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I know there was like some, uh, uh, some of the stories in that video I was watching and one of them said that like a girl came in asking for a face tat and the guy said no and turned her away. Then she just went somewhere else and got it and then got fired from her job the next day and came back to the first guy and apologized for like screaming at him for not giving it to her. She was like, I see you were right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now it's too late, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, hopefully one day, like, um, laser will be, like, a lot more efficient. I don't know how it is right now, but I'm pretty sure it still leaves, like, uh, it doesn't go away completely. Right, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, well, that almost kind of, like, devalue getting a tattoo, though, if it gets to the point where you can just remove it easily. That's true, yeah. Um, I guess it would, but also not really, because, like, um, if you really do like your tattoo you can keep it on you forever. You know what I'm saying? You're not right, 100% yeah. committed to it, but like, it's not going to leave your body no matter what. Right. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that's true. But I just know, like, if you see a guy that's like kind of fully tattooed, it's like, okay, that dude's committed. But then if true. it's like, if, if he really wanted to, he could get them all removed. Or, I guess actually, no, that would take so much time and money to get all those removed. So yeah, no, I see what you're saying for sure. <laughs> still, no, there's still respect there. And yeah, that's, you know, but yeah. bringing up that point, I think um, there would be even more people with tattoos if that was the case, because 
now there's no like um, you're not really that scared to commit anymore because you know you can get it off right so i think more people would get tattoos and like they would feel like a lot better knowing that if they don't like it like in a year or two they can get it removed right so i feel like that that's some, um when i talk to people like, like they're like oh yeah i want tattoos but like i'm so scared of committing you know right yeah I can't change my mind. And I'm like, that makes sense, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Just the people that got, like, their significant other's name tattooed on them. Just, I, I, I don't. That is never, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, no, I still don't. I would never do that. It's, you can only get your, I feel like your mom's name, your your oh, your parents' name, or your kid's name. That's, that's, that's. Right. That's yeah. It, man. Yeah, no, that yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. Because everything else, it's like that's that's a big risk, and like dude, you don't want to be like dating another girl down the line, and then she's being like, "Why do you have a tramp stamp that says Emily?" <laughs> <laughs> like that that would not not work out too well at all for sure. So uh, unfortunately, there's probably too many people that have had that issue, <laughs> not that exact yeah. issue, but similar issues for sure. So. um yeah, and you were saying a lot of the people in the parlor were the, are most of them tatted up like completely or just like it's, a couple. Usually they're like all tatted. It's it's a very yeah. very tatted environment. Everybody's got a bunch over there. Like, well, you yeah. can't just have like one like their their arms right. are like I mean they it's not like you can't see like their like actual skin tone underneath. They're, like there's still like gaps but like you right. know they're just it's all over the place. That's awesome. That's that's the coolest. It is really thing. cool. Yeah. I hope to be there one day. But I only want to get like my left arm. I don't want to be like super tatted up. Right, right. Yeah, I was, dude. I I always kind of like play with the idea in my head, but like I, I'm one of the people that like doesn't know if they can commit, kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. So if you had, okay, like let me ask you, if yeah. you knew that you could get it off completely with laser, would you get yeah. a tattoo now? Pro yes, I I think I think I would. Probably, I think I'd stop the would. podcast right now and get a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> or or just you know get it during yeah. the podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, there we go. That would be a season finale for sure. <laughs> that would that would be crazy. Get the get the name of the podcast on your yeah, arm. dude. It just says all hell Floodlandia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see like. In, in 20 years or so, if, like, anyone even cares if you got, like, I know it, you, you'd really only see hand or neck tattoos or face tattoos in a job because it's usually, like, long sleeves. But it'll be interesting, like, in the warm weather if it's more, like, you're used to seeing people with, like, kind of sleeves on their arms and or, like, tattoo sleeves, I mean. I, I think it's definitely getting there, so that'll be cool. But, uh, you know, talking about, like, back to engineering is... You know, I know we predicted we'd go on tangents, but I'm very I, impressed. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Dude, ab absolutely. I wanted to ask you, though, um, with engineering, were you, like, pretty sure you wanted to go into electrical engineering before you even, like, started college? Or was it kind of like, ah, oh, this this seems cool, and then just turned out to like it? Um, I was kind of, like, along with the this seems cool. So yeah. um, throughout all of school, I kind of, like, I started knowing my strengths and my weaknesses and, like, like each subject right, and I, yeah. I always knew that I was like um, good at like math and all that stuff. So I was looking into things that were like very dependent on math and math heavy and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So 
um, somebody was telling me about engineering and then um, my actual uh, senior year high school calculus teacher kind of like pushed me into doing it because like yeah. I don't know she was she was like my favorite teacher of all time she was so cool oh, wow. I could literally ask her anything and like we had um, I forget I think we had a guest speaker come in and it was it was something about engineering and she encouraged me to go and then I ended up finding out that like I ended up looking up which two types of engineering were the most common so oh, yeah. it was it was between mechanical and electrical for me. Oh, that's yeah. what it said. That's what it said on Google. And, you know, Google's never wrong. So. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So, yeah. I was just like, you know, I think I'd be more interested in the electrical things. So right, I just yeah. I just kind of like dove into it and I like committed completely. And I'm not going to lie. When I first went to UMass Lowell, it was kind of intimidating with, uh, you know, the intro to electrical and computer engineering class. That class was a little intimidating at first. Uh, oh, definitely. Definitely. It was it was a lot of material very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and they, you kind of don't really get a background on coding and they're kind of like, here, this is some code, you know, right. Do yeah. something with it. Yeah. So, no, no, exactly. It, it kind of, it definitely gave us a feeling for the major very quickly though. So I, I get what they were trying to do. They were like, we, we want to introduce you sooner rather than later, but at the same time, yeah, it would, would have been better if there was a little more kind of, kind of a few steps into the pool <laughs> yeah like um the coding class with geiger i absolutely yeah. loved that class that class was so it he made the class so easy for us by the way like everything right. was structured he started from the super basics and right. i feel like that's kind of how they should have introduced us to coding but like you said they kind of just like they wanted to like have us get a feeling of what we were going to do and it makes sense right definitely yeah. Yeah, so uh, I know with being electrical, you don't have to do too much coding. But did you did you like the coding when you did have to do it, or were you like, I'd rather be breadboarding? Um, I actually in Geiger's class, I enjoyed the coding. Yeah, yeah, me too. And, that was awesome. And microprocessors, all that assembly and stuff, I'm not. I yeah. didn't really like that. I don't know. I was like, whoa, this is this is kind of weird. Right, yeah, I, I'm surprised. Or it kind of makes sense because that's where the computer like meets the electrical that they did have you guys take that. But yeah, assembly is very, very much like computer science sort of stuff. You have to like like the zeros and ones <laughs> in order to want to deal with assembly. But uh, yeah, I know we've. I feel like at this point, I've gotten so used to coding that like I don't even have to know a language, and I'm like. Dude, give me Google for twenty minutes, and I can code in this language. <laughs> so, oh, really? That's yeah, honestly, really cool. That's that's that just shows how much you've grown too. No, definitely. So I, I definitely gotta gotta thank the the coding classes I have taken for that because it's made it a lot easier. Like, started coding in Python for a couple classes, and honestly, it was like such a quick transition. Like, it's not that much different than C, I don't think, but I don't know. Dude, I, I've coded in way too many languages. <laughs> yeah, that's what people say, though. They say once you know one language, it's very easy to transition into another language. Right. And yeah. I guess now that you've had practice with multiple, it's going to get even easier to transition into another one. Yeah, no, for sure. Because, you, you know, it's it's the basics tend to be the same. Like you got if statements and like while loops and for loops. It's like the logic 
it's all logical and there's not a ton of different types of logic <laughs> so it's it true. just very true yeah. yeah so it just kind of makes sense from one to the other but um yeah did you like breadboarding a lot more than you kind of thought i know for me or i went into computer engineering just because i wanted to do coding but i also thought coding wasn't as helpful if i didn't understand the computer that the code ran on so uh that's why i went into computer engineering but then the breadboarding is my absolute favorite part now <laughs> breadboarding is really fun i like it yeah it's a little challenging sometimes but it's super fun like it's so satisfying when you finally put everything together and it works it kind of like it feels like magic sometimes yeah. that's what that's what i love like it, it's it's like it's a really good feeling that like i don't know i can't replace that feeling it's awesome like i, I still remember when i first made that uh I, i'm pretty sure it was like for circuits one that um that uh i think it was like at the end of the year that lab where we made a diode that changes colors like the oh three. yeah remember yeah that yeah i, remember yeah, I don't that. know why it was something so simple like that yeah. like just a diode that like if you changed it like turned a potentiometer it changed the color i thought that yeah. was so cool <laughs> dude that's awesome dude i was impressed a little more easily in intro to electrical when i got that led to light just like the green led or whatever i was yeah. so impressed i was like wow this is like you were saying this is magic <laughs> Yeah, it's it's honestly a really good feeling. And uh, I think that's kind of what, like, um, a, that feeling kind of, like, made me, it was, it made me get, I was, like, more satisfied with my decision um, of right. becoming an electrical engineer. That's kind of when, like, I was finally, like, okay, I think I chose something that I actually like. Right, yeah. Yeah, no, it's same here for me. It was kind of, like, oh, wow, when I apply this stuff, it's actually fun. It, it makes it a lot easier to have to go through all the theory because if, if you don't like the re or the theory is to help you actually apply it. So if you don't like applying it, then the theory is that much harder to like get through for sure. And I feel like we picked a really good uh, capstone project. Yeah, I uh, know. Honestly, that one's really cool. I like that one a lot. We were talking about that like years before. We yeah, were just yeah. like, we're going to do this for capstone. And then it ended up happening. No, absolutely. Yeah. Building a guitar pedal was definitely a good way to like mix our interests with music and stuff into like breadboarding. And, uh, like you saw that day when like we met to all like work on the breadboarding together. It was, it was wild. Like how much was involved in that circuit. Yeah. I, I honestly, I also wish we had more days like that as well. Like, yeah. Obviously due to COVID we couldn't, but like when everybody works together on a project like that, that that's honestly the best feeling. Like, and it's so much easier too. Yeah. yeah. We can all like talk like live while while we're doing everything and everyone works at the same time. So it's so easy to cooperate. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I wish we were in person for capstone because it would made it like a lot easier for sure. Cause I know like I ended up taking on a decent amount of the breadboarding just yeah, because you, you did like all of it, <laughs> man. Like you really did yeah. all of it, which is, I, I thank you for that. Like, honestly, that's crazy what yeah. you did. Dude, thank you yeah no no problem I, I felt bad i was like i don't want to be hogging it because i know you guys <laughs> like, like it too but i had like uh, i i just had random like guitar jacks at my house <laughs> so it was like pretty easy for me to test and like me and you were the only two with guitars in the group anyways so would have been really hard for the other guys to actually test it like at all <laughs> like we could have tested with like the sine wave but honestly it was really interesting that testing with like a sine wave was so much different than testing with a guitar signal 
like I got it all working with the sine wave and then it just didn't work with the guitar signal like at all at first, which was mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's engineering for some yeah. stuff just doesn't make sense for you. But like, I don't know, then you learn from it and then it's just like it's, it gets even cooler. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like this project kind of gives us a new respect for music a little bit too. seeing the literal like electric waves like the voltages that make up like all the sounds we hear like mm -hmm. in most like music with electric guitars <laughs> i think it's um this project also like um opens my eyes a little bit i don't know about you but like yeah. like if we really put our mind to it it's kind of crazy but i think we can like we can build some of these products that are out there you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah like it's just, it's just crazy because like when you like if you go out and tell somebody yeah i made a guitar pedal they're like what the heck you made it like yeah. it's just it's like really strange i don't know it's right. cool yeah no absolutely because you know with our background and stuff most of them really aren't that bad to make but like most people just have no idea how to do that stuff so yeah. it, i i was i was so happy when we got to the point where it was like oh wow we actually learned enough where we can build our own effect pedals we don't even have to buy any which is pretty awesome so uh i think i'm definitely going to try to design more like after we graduate too because it just it seems like a good way to to keep my breadboarding skills because i'm i'm probably going into like a coding job <laughs> so i don't want to lose like all the breadboarding experience i've gotten over the past like four years you know yeah yeah do you think you're gonna try to keep building more or not really what do you think um i'm gonna try to i don't really know but yeah i like i don't know i go through these random moments where like i get addicted to something and then yeah. like i kind of leave it for a little bit and then i come back to it and then i get super addicted so right. there was um i don't remember the youtube channel i, I by the way I, I like live on youtube like everything no, that's I good dude me too YouTube. me too <laughs> but yeah there was like this youtube channel where they make like really really cool um like electronic stuff like um I, I hope to be able to do this one day. I'm hopefully yeah. in the future I teach myself and but like right now I'm trying to focus on school cuz like I I I can't do anything else. Right. But right. like um somebody made like um like their own like digital bartender like oh, that wow. like uses their own drinks like for them like they made like a little interface thing um you pretty much like you like you touch the button and like it'll make you like um I don't know. It'll make you like a margarita or something like that. It'll oh, make... wow. <laughs> I just think that's awesome. Like just yeah. something so simple like that. But like, like somebody comes to your house, right? You're like, yeah, do you want yeah. like a cocktail or something? Like, and they're like, yeah, just go over there, you know, push the button and it makes it for you. And oh, then you're wow. like, yeah, I made that, you know, <laughs> Dude, I, that's I think awesome. It's so satisfying. So I, I hope to be able to like get, get the knowledge to actually do something like that in the future. I just got to teach myself a little bit more coding so right yeah. yeah yeah no i feel like w you already know all like the other stuff involved and you have a good basis in coding so like i don't think it would be too bad at all for you to learn like how to do that like i think that'd be pretty easy for you and like you were saying about living on youtube i feel like you learn so much from youtube too like every class yeah. we take i feel like you've learned <laughs> you've learned so much from youtube videos that's true signals and systems yes yeah that was I, I did that on YouTube. Dude, that's awesome. Do you think do you think there's a good industry for uh 
for making basically like third party educational engineering content. Like, dude, I think we should start a business where we just basically we we make lectures on topics that like engineering classes teach. I feel like if you get advertisements put in, you can probably make a decent amount of money from that. <laughs> you probably could, honestly. It'll be a very small like market that you're going for because it's like yeah. engineers. But like it'd be very helpful and it also not only help like other people but like i believe that um when you're like teaching and explaining something it causes you to learn even more about whatever you're teaching right yeah yeah that's I, for sure that's what i think so it, in the end it's like kind of like a win-win and you get money too yeah. so I don't, <laughs> absolutely that's pretty good. yeah no for sure those those guys know what they're doing but you've probably seen too there's there's a big difference in like production quality like yeah a hundred percent yeah like those videos like I, I agree. Like production quality is so important. Yeah. Because sometimes it's so hard to follow the video. Yeah. And it's just. It's just. I don't know. It's, it's just basically so just their digital whiteboard, and they're just like talking in a very like monotonous or monotone voice the whole time. It's like you want to understand how you uh, turn uh, a continuous signal into a discrete signal, but you just can't focus for the life of you. <laughs> Yeah, so. I, I I love uh, Khan Academy for that. They're honestly, oh, yeah. their quality is very very good, and they know what they're talking about. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think in high school, like the summer before my AP Calc class, the teacher, I'm pretty sure he told us, it's like, uh, do do this amount of lessons on like Khan Academy. <laughs> like he had us just like go through pre calc again on Khan Academy, and it actually was super helpful. And it was more or less enjoyable. Doing math over the summer is never the most fun thing, but it was better than it could have been for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, does that give you... I feel like it at least gives me a little more respect for, like, guitar pedals that, like, are made, though, because some of them, though, like, the digital ones especially, I'm like, wow, this is so much above something I could make right now. Like, I have a looper pedal, so I can just like play like a riff and then it keeps playing the riff. <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like at this point I have no idea how to make something like that. So definitely gives me more respect a little bit. And what's the pedal you have? You have like distortion or something, right? Yeah, I have a distortion pedal, but um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever, <laughs> I, I got, I got my, I got an amplifier that actually has a bunch of effects on it. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it has a, it has a delay pedal built into it, uh, oh, wow. a chorus pedal, like a distortion pedal. It has reverb on it. Oh, wow. And um, the only thing that it doesn't really do is like it doesn't really like mix all of those together. So if you wanted all of them mixed together, then I would have to buy more um, like um, I would have to buy more pedals. But I'm not performing. So I, right, I right. don't I'm not and I'm not. I don't have my own like sound yet. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, yeah. So like I don't really know yet. So I'm kind of just like testing the waters right now. So no, no, yeah. totally. I'm I'm the same way. I kind of or I, my amp does that too. Do you have like a Line Six amp? I feel like they're the ones that have the most effects or a lot of effects at least. No, I have like this Fender amp. I don't know which one it is, but oh, dude, that's cool. That's cool, dude. I I want to get like a Fender Telecaster so bad. Yes, I love those <laughs> guitars. That I love 
like strats everybody knows what a strat is but like the telecasters i don't know they have like this own unique sound i i love that oh definitely and i feel like there's there's a specific like genre of like indie emo music that i listen to that they all just use telecasters <laughs> So I'm like, I want to be one of them. I need a Telecaster. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I joined the cult. It's, uh, yeah, have you gotten to play guitar a lot over quarantine or not really? Um, Not really because school's kind of busy. Yeah. Uh, and um, also work. Work's kind of nuts now. Oh, I can imagine. Are, is it yeah. basically the... Like, the amount of people you see in the restaurant, is it, like, almost the same as it was before COVID? Has it gotten back to that point a little, or not really? So, I don't, not yet. Uh, around the holidays, yeah, kind of. But, like, um, um, we don't have as many workers anymore because some people want to stay on unemployment, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they don't want to come back because it's a it's pretty much paid vacation. Oh, wow. <laughs> So some people don't want to come back. So some people do work and um, we're still like, uh, apparently you can go back to like full capacity now. Right. But yeah, you have yeah. to be six feet apart still. Oh, wow. And um, our restaurant is a historic building, so we can't really modify anything. And everything's kind of like uh, it, it's pretty like small in there. Right. Yeah. So all of our tables used to be very, very close together. Like if I'm trying to squeeze in between, yeah. Like I'd be touching both tables. Like it's, oh, wow, it, wow. it used to be like that, but now we can't do that. So our capacity still isn't there all the way. Right. So there's not as many people working, but you still kind of feel like busy. Like, Oh, I got you. Well, yeah. And also like back then, um, at our restaurant, we used to have like, um, a lot of, um, bussers and we used to have like food runners too, that would help you. They'd bring the food to your table and like uh, the busters would help set up your table. But now there's yeah. like different rules and regulations that make stuff like a lot harder. And it's, it's, you got to oh, do wow. everything yourself now. Oh, wow. That's, that's wild. Do you think those regulations are going to kind of be lifted anytime soon? Or does this seem kind of like indefinite at this point? I feel like it's still indefinite, like right yeah. now at this point. Cause on, uh, hopefully with this vaccine, like, um, you know, stuff starts going back to normal and stuff like that right but i yeah. still we don't know yeah i know the university is planning to be all on campus next semester so that doesn't make a difference for me because <laughs> i'm done in a month anyways but are you happy to be able to go back do you think you'll be able to learn better on campus i definitely think i will be able to learn better on campus like yeah. going to school is like in like taking online classes is the biggest difference in my opinion especially yeah. with like, these like older teachers no offense to them but they don't really yeah. know how to use technology that well right right so sometimes it's not only hard for like us but it's also hard for them and it's kind of it creates like a distraction and like they can't really teach to their full potential like right it yeah. happened two times already with and in such a short um, like time so it's kind of annoying but whatever yeah no definitely it's it's kind of interesting seeing like the big differences with some teachers like being fully online is so easy for them but then like the older teachers True. it can be a lot tougher so it's really interesting to to kind of see that and i think i was mentioning this on a different episode of the podcast too but i'll mention it again because it's relevant 
some of these classes where everyone has the camera off besides the teacher. Like, I lose my will to teach so quickly. That's <laughs> like, true. Yeah, it's like, imagine teaching to, like, an empty room. Or, like, I guess more like a room where everyone had burlap sacks over their head. That would be, <laughs> like, so hard. Like, you can't make eye contact with anyone. Just, like... You're you're just saying words and hoping there's one kid that's like, at, at, or hoping there's many kids that are paying attention. But I feel yeah. like sometimes when kids have their camera off, it's it's very easy to be like scrolling through Instagram. Not speaking from personal experience, <laughs> at least not that I'll admit on the record. <laughs> no, but, I I definitely agree with you because uh, you saw the way Mufit's class was structured for electronics too. It was very yeah. like engaging, and he would like. He would call you out based on like an article of your clothing too. He'd be like, yeah. uh, "Hey, uh, uh, is somebody here with a red hat?" You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. He'd be something like that. Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah. Now that there's no camera, you can't really make the class as like engaging as it was before. So, like you said, you right. could like lose that motivation to like teach a little bit because it right. is different. Definitely. And I feel like, too, the social part of college was always what helped me balance out all the work and also just leaving my house, too, because <laughs> now it's like I just work all day, basically, uh, and just I take walks here and there, but it's, it's a lot just being in the house. So it kind of it makes it harder to have like the will to do all the work when when you're able to like talk to your friends at school for an hour, it makes going back to work like doing homework after not as bad, you know? Yeah, no, because I, I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Because um, you get, like, your own, like, uh, free time where you get to, like, have some fun. And then you feel right. satisfied. You're like, yeah, I had my time with my friends. Now I can go punish myself with some work, you know. Right, right. But, like, when you don't get this time, you're like, I don't really want to, you know, I don't really want to do my work. I don't want to do that. It's yeah. just it makes it so much harder. And, like, also, like for me like mixing my school environment with my like uh, home environment and like i don't know where i'm supposed to like be free and have fun that's very yeah. hard for me i can't do that i get so distracted so easily here right yeah yeah no no same here it's it's been getting tougher for me for sure there's a while like i was always better at doing homework at home than at school anyways but like now it's at the point where I'm just doing everything at home. So it's like the line's getting blurred for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. Yeah. I'm hoping when I get a job, I get one that's in person. So I feel like starting a job online will, will be a lot different, you know? It definitely would be a lot different. But I'm pretty sure, like, um, even if you don't start off going there, like, you'll you'll be transitioning to, like, in person, like, very shortly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That that's for sure. So... That'll be good. I feel like I heard that some companies, though, like some of the big ones like Google and stuff, they were realizing they save so much money having everyone virtual, like they don't have to spend as much on like buildings and stuff that they're like, just planning on doing that for a while, just having everyone like remote. They're like, well, we're no still way. getting work done. Someone told me that. I don't know if it's true, but that'd, that'd be kind of wild. Crazy. Yo, but yeah. honestly, have you seen those Google buildings? I'd want to go to work. Yeah. Those buildings <laughs> look so much like they look like so much fun, man. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. No, they they definitely do. That you know, that's they're probably so much more expensive cuz they have sleep pods or or whatever like a chef. That is crazy environment. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So That'll be interesting. I'm I'm hoping like to find like a nice little startup or something 
and just like getting in before they go public and then just making millions of dollars and never having to work again. I think I think that's the tech dream right there. I don't need to start the startup. I just need to get in right before they make billions of dollars. <laughs> true, true. Just sneak your way into a bunch of projects, you know, yeah. a little something here and there. <laughs> exactly. Work remotely at five companies at once. <laughs> there you go. One of them is bound to blow up, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm helping my odds right there. That's for sure. You know, true. They have no way of knowing I'm working at other companies. I'll just sub-hire, like, five people <laughs> to just do all the jobs for me just under my name just always have my camera off <laughs> so yeah you yeah. know dude, it's interesting time and i feel like or music's always been a huge part of my life but i feel like i've been listening to even more music since like covid started and stuff just because there's a lot less to do so I've just been discovering a lot of stuff i know earlier i sent you that video of post malone when he was dude how old do you think he was in that video like 15 he was probably like 15 yeah he's like, like 15 there. yeah and he was singing that like emo song that i think like they made up and it sounded like old school like sleeping with sirens he was trying to hit these high notes that he really just could not hit yeah but... he, he cannot sing <laughs> no no but dude uh i know you know a lot more about like post malone's music than me it, so you were saying before that it didn't really surprise you seeing like him doing like old school emo stuff. <laughs> I mean, he makes some weird. He made some weird stuff back then. Like, oh yeah. I don't know. He he made this like class video project that was very very strange. Like I couldn't even explain it to you. It's like it's yeah. like psychedelic <laughs> weird. But like, uh, yeah, you should definitely watch it after the podcast. Yeah, I, I will. It's definitely weird. But yeah, honestly, he's always been like. Um, a very different artist in my opinion like um yeah i'm pretty sure he says he actually wants to like uh get into country like oh later. yeah and i think like i think he um he made like a, a short like snippet song of like some country thing like recently oh yeah i saw that and i saw that it, it honestly sounds really good yeah yeah everyone like i was reading a bunch of comments they were just like wow post malone should start like doing country now like yeah. we want this version <laughs> now yeah yeah, I think he was with, like, Dwight Yoakam's band or something. Some, like, old-school country musician. He just got, like, the guy's entire band to, like, play in the background as he, like, sang country songs. Like, dude, that's that's impressive. But, yeah, I feel like you don't see artists go in, like, that many directions these days. It's like they, they kind of do one thing and stay with that one thing, you know? Or they Arts. do one thing and then kind of sell out and then just do pop music for the rest of their lives. <laughs> True. He's not afraid to venture off into different areas, which is, you got to respect that. No, uh, definitely. Do you think him being so, like, kind of off the wall with his, like, music choices and stuff is kind of what made him, like, popular, too? Because he's not very much a supermodel, <laughs> so no, it's definitely not. not the boy band appeal at all. No, he's very, like, laid back. I think that's what yeah. honestly made him, like, very, um, well, obviously his music's pretty good. Right, yeah, I, I yeah. I love it. But he's also, like, a really fun personality, just, like, very easygoing. I think that also, like, helped him out a lot. Yeah, he's kind of has that rock star vibe a little bit. Not, like, the way you'd think of, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, It's, like, you don't really see it that often anymore, but, like, he right. does have that, like, rock star vibe. Oh, definitely. Face tattoos, in this case, <laughs> I think help his appearance, too. Like, when you're trying to be, like, a musician like that... It, like at his level, it doesn't hurt. But if he tried to work in an office building tomorrow, I think he'd have trouble. Might get a job because he's post Malone. <laughs> but like 
otherwise yeah so it, it's interesting how like in this that specific field it, it is probably helpful like they're like oh wow he has face tattoos he's legit i'm gonna listen to his music <laughs> yeah it makes you like more recognizable and he kind of just got blasted like he didn't have any tattoos and then he just like he went for it like, yeah just, yeah <laughs> he has like this huge like i think i don't know if it's like a cow skull like on his like throat it's crazy. oh yeah wow. it's really cool dude that, that's wild i think didn't he move out into like utah or like one of those states and like kind I of the northwest did. i think he did because he i don't think he likes like hollywood so yeah it, it makes sense i i can definitely see him on like just like a hundred acre cattle ranch or something yeah, dude. he's a country guy he's a country guy dude, absolutely that's dude it's it's kind of wild and uh I'm glad we're kind of seeing more like rock star esque people again because I feel like for, for like the the 2010s and stuff there really wasn't too much of that. But uh, what was kind of when did he get big? Was Beer Bongs and Bentley's like his breakout album, or was he making like popular stuff before that? Um, so for I honestly don't know when he got big because yeah. I I started listening to him pretty pretty um pretty early on so one of my friends um his name's chris uh he actually started listening to post malone like when he like released like white iverson which was like his breakout like song that song wow got him like super popular so like he actually has a picture with post malone like before he was like famous famous oh wow dude that's like he was wearing he was wearing like a thrasher hoodie it was it was really cool (laughs) yeah it was really cool to see post malone like that i was like dang and he kind of introduced me to his music. So um, that's when I started listening to Post Malone. I started listening to him on like uh, SoundCloud and stuff like that. And I really liked his music. Oh, wow. And um, I would say his first album that came out, I would, uh, but like around my area, that's when he started getting popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like around 2016, I think. Because uh, back then, which was crazy, yeah. I got... Um, I got tickets to see Post Malone at the House of Blues for like twenty dollars. Oh man. wow! Twenty dollars. I got. I was literally at the front. Like I got. Like when he yeah. was like um, leaving the stage, I dapped him up and everything. Yeah. I was that close. <laughs> That's and amazing. VIP. I'm pretty sure was like sixty dollars, and that, you're oh, never wow. going to see that again. Right. Like, yeah. Post Malone performing at the House of Blues. Oh, dude! But, yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, that was literally right before his first album came out. I think his song "Congratulations," which came out on the first album, was when he like blew up. Oh, okay. Oh, th- dude, that makes sense. I need to go back and listen to like more of his stuff. I I know like "Feeling Whitney" and like some of the big ones, but I I don't know like too much of the other stuff. Dude, how was he like in concert? Though was he like a big performer? I feel like he'd be like wicked entertaining. Um. Honestly, he was he was pretty entertaining. He doesn't really move around a lot. He's yeah. a big dude, but like <laughs> right, uh, he, right. he was pretty he was pretty entertaining. Like, dude, it was that, just funny. That's awesome. He, he kind of like laid back too, like yeah. just like he was drinking Bud Light on stage. He doesn't he doesn't care, man. It dude, was, there we go. Yeah, no, no, that that's being a performer in its own way for sure. I didn't mean like yeah. dancing around the stage. I could not see see him no. doing that ever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's there's something to be said for just having a distinct personality like just yeah being... nah, he shows his personality on stage 100 yeah, percent. that that's awesome so yeah no it, do you know how like 
big the arenas are he's playing at now, I can imagine they're like five times at least bigger than the House of Blues. <laughs> I have no idea. It's probably like it's probably. I think he performed at TD Garden. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense though. It's cause... a lot a lot bigger than the House of Blues. Yeah. <laughs> a lot bigger than. Oh, that. absolutely, dude! It's cool seeing a show at the House of Blues, though, isn't it? It's it like, is really yeah. cool. I I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple shows there. I saw um, Mayday Parade when I was a senior in high school because I was an emo kid a little bit, for sure. <laughs> That's fine, man. That's fine. Yeah, I, yeah. I like all types of music. If it's if it's good music, in my opinion, I'll go to it. It's fine. Dude, awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm the same way. Like, mostly I listen to, like, a ton of, like, emo, pop punk, and, like, country. But I've got been getting more into, like, rap a little bit, too. Like, dude, have yeah. you... I forget, did I send you, like, Trippy Red's new album or something? I can't remember if I ended up sending that to you. I think you told me about it. Oh, okay, I got it you. it was, like, really good. Yeah, dude, it was kind of wild. It was, like, he was mixing, like, rap or trap with, with like, a lot more kind of, like, pop punk, like, guitar and stuff. And, mm-hmm. dude, the album, I think it was called, like, Neon Shark versus Pegasus. It was, like, an absolute wild album name. And I think the cover was him like in outer space with like a flaming guitar and like a neon shark fighting a pegasus in the background dude it was it's wild very interesting yeah (laughs) dude the album had like 40 songs on it like i don't know yeah (laughs) dude he just kept making songs for it i guess it's kind (sighs) of insane but uh yeah i guess if if that's considered rap then i guess i listen to a little bit of rap (laughs) i think that would be considered rap trippy red yeah Dude, there we go. So, you know, so you you finally indulged into the rap scene. Huh? <laughs> a little bit, yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any recommendations as I say keep diving deeper? Hmm. I I love Juice World, but that's like another like I'm. He's like another Post Malone. Oh in yeah, my opinion, dude. I love Lucid Dreams. I think that's the only song I know by him. But dude, that's yeah. a good song. That's a really that good his, song. That was his. Oh, that was one of his first songs, I think. But like that was very very early on, and um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, I think his recent album that he just came out with uh, was actually really really good as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, um, I thought he passed away. He did. He did. Oh but, okay. I mean his newest one. Oh, I got um, you. I got you. Yeah, and now he kind of left. Like um, so before he passed away, he was kind of cool with some kid named uh, the Kid Leroy. I don't know if you heard of him. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard of him. I think I just I don't know his music, but I've heard of him. Yeah, I, I would say he's also pretty good. Um, so him, him and um, Juice World actually made a song together, and it's actually like one of my favorite songs. It's just oh like, wow, I'm pretty sure it's called Go, but it's actually really really good. So I definitely recommend Juice World and the Kid Leroy. I love dude, those guys. Awesome, dude. Dude, sounds good. I'll check them out. I I feel like I've heard like Juice World's compared to like again kind of. Like the emo fusion with rap a little bit. I don't know if you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. His 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 lyrics are definitely kind of like uh, dark. You know. Dude, that's okay. I, I I like that stuff, dude. I listen to. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I listen to way too much like Taking Back Sunday and all the just like two thousands just emo stuff. So anything that's a little emo, I'm all for. But I I feel like he gets kind of mentioned in the same kind of way as like Little Peep and like a couple other artists like that. Yeah, and, Do you have strong opinions on Lil Peep or not really? 
Um, I never really listened to Lil Peep that much. Um, yeah, dude, I, me neither. I, I, I just, I know half these names and not actually like <laughs> too much yeah. about them. There's like two songs that I like from Lil Peep. Um, but like, yeah, I don't really listen to them much. Like, like I said, like if I like a song from somebody, like it right. doesn't really matter who they are and like I'll listen yeah. to that song. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know too much about him. Like when I first like, I heard about him like a little bit before he passed away, but then he passed away, and then everyone talks about him. Right. Oh, yeah. Also, Mac Miller, do you listen to him? I, I've heard a couple songs, but I don't know too much. He's good. Oh, he he's good. good. Okay. He's good. I would definitely recommend him. Dude, awesome. I know a couple other people I had on the podcast. I think both put what's it called Circles, like that album of his, as one of their like top albums of all time. So I've definitely had some Mac Miller fans on here. That's for sure. <laughs> so he's really good. Dude, that that's awesome. Yeah, no, dude. I feel like there's a lot of rappers that have like passed away in the last like two or three years. It's like too bad for sure because they're like so talented. But, yeah, uh, honestly, it's kind of upsetting because like Juice World. I don't remember what age he died at, but I don't know if it was like 21 or 22. I think oh, it was wow. 21. But like, it kind of it kind of gets me upset because then I really like their music, and now knowing that like I'm never gonna get to hear more. Right, yeah. It's kind of upsetting. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when when like uh, Michael Jackson first died, because he was like the first guy that I like loved, right? Yeah, he yeah. Was, he was like, um, when I first started listening to music, like I loved Michael Jackson. I was like, yes, I love all his music. Yeah. Um, my dad even had like a like a DVD of like uh, his music videos, which like it's oh, kind of wow. weird. Like you don't really see that, like a DVD of his music videos. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Um, and like, I used to watch it all the time. Like I was like, yo, this guy's so good. And then June, 2006, like I just find out he dies and like, it was just, it was so heartbreaking. Oh geez. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's interesting how much of like an emotional attachment we get to like musicians we've like never even met because music just is so kind of emotional and stuff. And like, you can relate to someone you haven't met so much just like based on a song they make. It's definitely yeah. too, definitely interesting. I you feel like connect like really, really hard. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like the, with other art forms, you kind of see that, but not as much like an author, maybe kind of, and then like a painter, I feel like not as much like musicians. I feel like really kind of take the cake in that category. Like I feel like you relate to them more than like, any other artist but yeah i'm on the same boat as you i think like with music i'm pretty sure like even back then there was, like when i was looking up like I, I forget if i was doing a science fair or something like that yeah, yeah but like i ended up finding out like your heart uh rhythm changes to like the the beat of a song or something oh like wow that. wow it's yeah. awesome so that just shows <laughs> you right there like if you're listening to like an upbeat like uh like techno like edm thing like your yeah, heartbeat's yeah. gonna be faster and you listen to like a slow sad song your heartbeat changes and i thought that was so interesting and like that oh, just wow. goes to show you like how deep the connection really is with the song oh wow so i really shouldn't be listening to screamo before i go to bed that's <laughs> maybe that's probably not gonna help you go to sleep no. okay <laughs> dude wow that's really interesting i always figured it was just like you know hearing loud music you might be remembering the loud music, so it'd make it harder to go to sleep. But wow, your heartbeat actually increases. Wow, that's dude, that's some good science. Wow, we're giving 
we're giving some uh, some straight facts to yeah, the we're, we're to the also listeners. We're minoring in bio. We're yeah. <laughs> Dude, there we go. Both of us and the podcast itself. The podcast is also enrolled in biology currently. Okay, yeah, I like that. Dude, there we go. Yeah, Floodlandia needs to understand the ecosystem. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, wow. So, dude, I'm surprised we already hit the hour mark. So. You know, I think I think this is a good place to wrap up the the season finale of Floodlandia. Do you have any parting words, Entity, for all the listeners, all the citizens of Floodlandia? All I can say is thank you very much for having me, and I was honored to finish off the fin- like the podcast. I guess the season finale. Yeah, I'm, I'm very honored to be here, dude. My pleasure. I'm honored to have you finish off the season finale. So. Thank you, listeners. It's been a wild ride. See you next season.